For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving out there. I mean, we're going to eat a little turkey, maybe some stuffing, some cranberry sauce if you're Bob Harris. Uh, do you indulge in the turkeys uh, on Thanksgiving, Bob Harris, or do you so do like, something else? I know you're a very healthy eater. It, well, turkey's very healthy. It's, it's kind of a work day, though, so uh, I don't have a lot of time to prepare the foods. So I just eat whatever. I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> well, uh, before you indulge in all of the gluttony that is Thanksgiving, make sure uh, – you keep it right here on the Believe Fantasy Football Program with myself, Michael Fabiano, and the great legendary king, Bob Harris. Uh, we're going to break down waiver wires because, well, folks, it is right before the deadline here for when you have to put in your claims. And then we're going to go through the Thanksgiving Day games. And then our show for the weekend, we'll post that on Friday so you have all of your weekend analysis for your starts and sits and uh, everything you need to dominate this week. But first off, I want to talk about our sponsor because the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all the stuff that Bob really loves. It's all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops bet action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet online today and remember to use the pro code believe B L E A V for your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the games start and the games start this week on Thursday. Remember three Turkey day games, Detroit green Bay, my beloveds and the commanders and Seattle, San Francisco. But before we get into those games, let's get into some of the injuries that we're going to have to deal with because last week, Bob stunk. Like Everybody got hurt. Every single player that got hurt last week was on one of my teams. Uh, so it was especially painful. Uh, Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews grew out in the same game. Uh, Ken Walker, he's got an oblique. Looks like he's going to miss some time. Aaron Jones with the knee. Short week for both of those running backs. They're both playing on Thursday. And then Cooper Cup, he's hurt again, geez Louise, with the ankle. So people, Bob, are really going to be looking for options off the waiver wire to replace these players. Let's start off at quarterback. And, of course, we like to do our bobbing for bargains. But let's go through the entire list of waiver wire options. We'll start off with the quarterback position. Say I have Joe Burrow and I don't have a really good number two quarterback on my roster. Is there someone on the waiver wire, Bob, that I can pick up for this week? I feel like uh, people have given up on Jordan Love, and uh, maybe uh, I think he's like, uh, if you look out at Yahoo and places, 42% rostered, so people have kind of given up on him. And and he's throwing multiple touchdowns in consecutive weeks. He's had good matchups. He should have cashed in on that, but I think maybe he can do it again this week. Uh, he's got some emerging threats at wide receiver, some that we may talk about. 
momentarily. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and they're going to have to throw the football because I don't know if A.J. Dillon is going to carry them with the running game uh, minus uh, Aaron Jones this week. Yeah, so I, I think quarterback is probably a bit thin. Uh, when I look at my rankings for this week, and every team is playing, there's no buys. I look at like the lower third of the league, and I'm like, geez, Louise. I mean, I can't even start any of these guys. It's that <laughs> bad. Uh, but Gardner Minshew could be available in some leagues. He's got Tampa this week. Baker Mayfield maybe also out there. Uh, he's got Indianapolis in that matchup. So uh, those are a couple of other options. Running backs. You know, Bob, I, I looked on the waiver wire. I can't find anybody. The only player, and everyone's going to be putting in claims for this guy because Ken Walker's hurt, is Zach Charbonnet. Are there any other running backs out there that you feel like might be able to help us this week? And how much of your budget would you put down on Charbonnet uh, in a fab league? I'd probably blow my budget. Like if I needed a win this week, if I was trying to stay in the running, I would probably blow my fab budget. You know, we don't know how long Walker is going to be out. Certainly seems like it'll be this week. Um, it's not a great matchup, right? So um, be mindful no, of that. Uh, but I think, you know, if you're one of those people who conserves your fab budget, I'm one of those. Um, this is why you're looking for an opportunity to get a win uh, with a guy who's going to come in and at least get a featured role. And he's been working a little more in the receiving game, had what six catches last this past game as a check down for Geno Smith, who's maybe got a little arm issue and maybe going to be looking yep. to check down a little more. Uh, so there's that. And then, uh, you know, I think like there's at least one in the bobbing for uh, free agents uh, category as well in, in Ty Johnson, but you're taking your chances. Yeah, there's not much running backs thin right now. Wide receiver is not, though. And there's some familiar names, at least on my list, Bob. I think the number one option off the wire, and there, there's there's several, again, that are that are really good uh, that are out there. But Demario Douglas got dropped in a lot of leagues because the Patriots had a bye. He's got the Giants this week. He's 33% owned on Yahoo. <clears throat> He's a really good ad. And how about, let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr., 29% ownership right. on Yahoo. And he's had three or four good games in a row, Bob. And he's got the Chargers this week. He's definitely on my list. In fact, I think it's a, it's been, what, a touch? He scored at least double-digit fantasy points in each of the last uh, three games. Scored a touchdown in two of the last three. The Ravens are obviously going to have to adjust where their targets were going with Mark Andrews out. So I think he's he's the obvious pick, pick to me. Yeah. And well, uh, there's Jayden, one other obvious pick. Jaden Reed. Um, Jaden Reed. 11 plus points in five of in four of his last five games, including 19 last week. Uh, he is the best fantasy wide receiver in Green Bay. Uh, I, I like him better than Romeo Dobbs and certainly better than Christian Watson at this point, who's been a disappointment. But Reed needs to be uh, rostered in leagues. He's got Detroit on Thursday. Elijah Morris floating around out there. Uh, if Cooper Cup is forced to miss time, Tutu Atwell also uh, worth a look. What are your thoughts on A.T. Perry in uh, New Orleans as like maybe one of those bobbin for bargains plays? He is one of those bar- bobbin for bargains plays. I'll just throw him out there. I mean, it's Ty Johnson. It is, uh, I do think, uh, A.T. Perry. Look, Rashid Shaheed might be available in leagues too. Either mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, but Perry, assuming there is no Michael Thompson and there is no, or Michael, why am I blanking Michael on the Thomas. name? Michael Thomas, yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, assuming he's not going to play it, it seems like a safe assumption. It seems like Perry's going to come in. Uh, I had, what, I think he tied a lobby for the most routes run on the team last week, played nine more snaps than Shahid. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think with Shahid playing in the slot and Perry on the outside in the Michael Thomas role, that's pretty good, pretty good spot in that offense. Depending on the quarterback, maybe not, doesn't matter. Maybe, uh, maybe even if it's, uh, you know, Derek Carr still in the, in the 
concussion protocol. Right. Uh, so even if it's Winston, James Winston is willing to sling the ball. Yeah, and if Carr doesn't play this week, then Jameis is a good pickup off the wire too against Atlanta. Uh, and, and again, that could see some points. Tight end is thin. You know, uh, Bob and I talked about like Luke Musgrave last week, but the one player who will be the most added, maybe across the board, Bob, is yep. Isaiah Likely. I don't know that he's a one for one. I think we, you know, we're hoping we're getting a one for one replacement for Mark Andrews. No, not, yeah, I don't right? see that. I don't and see also, that. I think a lot of our good feelings about Isaiah Likely are based on a really solid rookie exhibition season, right? Where he put up huge <laughs> numbers. We're hoping that, you know, that's there. But it was exhibition football when we saw his best work. So and remember, mm -hmm. Charlie Kolar has come on since then and is going to have a role as well. I think this might be split up a little bit. There's some players to watch, though, on like for returns, like Greg Dulcich is eligible to return for the Denver Broncos. Haven't heard anything that he's going to. Zach Ertz, eligible to return for the Cardinals. I don't know how playable of a commodity he is with mm -hmm. the rise of Trey McBride, but they were splitting pretty fairly. They were both being pretty productive right before his injury. So... That's always go out and check and see if people have moved on from players who are, you know, if you're a league, especially if you live, work in a league, play in a league that there's, there's no, no IR people maybe yeah. had to move on from Kyron Williams or other players who are available and coming off IR, keep an eye out for them. Uh, Johnny Smith may have gotten dropped too, because uh, before the, the bye week he did not put up a good line uh, has new Orleans this week. That's another potential player. If Gerald Everett can't go this week, Donald Parham could still be floating around out there. So there are some options. Uh, Isaiah is likely to be the best one. I'm sorry. I, you had to I, I, I have to. It's the same thing with Brock Purdy. It's my personality. If I uh, talk about Brock, I'm going to probably talk about how pretty good he's been lately. Uh, anyway. I think it's like when you say Cowboys and you have to say beloved. Everyone out in the world goes, oh my gosh, did he say yeah, that? I, I listen, I mean, I've been a Cowboys fan since I'm eight years old, man. So uh, I love the Cowboys, even though they break my heart every year. Uh, anyways, speaking of the Cowboys, Thanksgiving Day. All right. First game of the day, Bob, let's break it. Let's break these games down. Packers, Lions. Lions are a seven and a half point favorite right now. The over under 47 and a half. Uh, the Packers are three, five and one against the spread this year. The Lions are seven and three against the spread. They're five and three against the spread in their last eight Thanksgiving Day games. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, let's start off with the Packers, Bob. Uh, Jordan Love, probably somebody you could start in a pinch. Although yes. we've got our full complement of quarterbacks, there's just not a lot of good ones. Uh, but wh what do you think about Jordan Love? I think he's like he, he's certainly a viable play. As I mentioned previously, he's got multiple touchdowns the last couple of games. He seems to be coming, you know, at least getting some feel for his receiving core. And by the way, it's you know, the the pecking order might not be what we expected. Like Christian Watson may be at the bottom. You've got Jaden mm -hmm. Reed coming on strong, as you mentioned. Uh, Romeo Dubs has been fairly solid. Dontavious Wicks is coming on as well. He's a player to keep an eye on. And, and you know, Watson got the touchdown last week and and saved us all who were invested in him. But but this is a, this is not a horrible passing attack, and they maybe have a need to play catch-up, right, at some point because the Lions' offense is pretty pot potent. Yeah, I, I, I don't – and again, we don't know if Aaron Jones is playing yet. I would guess he won't. If he doesn't, A.J. Dillon's worth a look because he's going to get volume, but the matchup yep. is bad. Detroit's really good against the run. So A.J. Dillon is a risk-reward flex for me at best. You know, we talked about the wide receivers. I think in order, and Bob, you correct me if I'm wrong, in order of Packers wide receivers to start, I think it's Jaden Reed, Dobbs, and then Watson. Probably so. Uh, Luke Musgrave worth a look also. On the other side of this, it's kind of a chalk game. Although I will tell you this. 
Jared Goff's last two games at home have not been great from a fantasy standpoint. I had been kind of leaning on that trade, uh, on that trend. The Packers' defense is not bad against quarterbacks at all. Um, they're a little bit banged up in the defensive backfield, though, Bob. Uh, is Jared Goff in your top 10 quarterbacks this week? Is he in the top 12? Uh, what's your level of faith in him? He's probably in the top 12. I, I I don't think, you know, like the last game kind of soured people a little bit. I think probably too much. The In the end, the production will be there. If you're not in leagues that penalizing for interceptions, you don't care. Uh, right. But but that was a that I think that game against Chicago is a bit of an outlier. I think there'll be a fine rebound, and if he winds up in the top ten, won't surprise me. But he's definitely a, a locked in starter for me this week. So golf is a go. Both of the running backs, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, are a go that we've seen the last two weeks. There's plenty of touches for them to both be productive in fantasy. Amon um, Ross St. Brown is a lock. I don't know that there's anybody else at wide receiver nope. in Detroit that I will trust. Uh, but do we expect Sam Laporta to bounce back from uh, one, one of his worst games of the year? Yeah, I would think so. It was, again, an outlier. Three catches. That's not going to be the norm. The targeting should be heavier. And and without, you know, it's interesting because we are seeing starting to see Jamison Williams come on a little bit at wide out. But, you know, between him and Josh Reynolds and the other pieces, uh, they traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones. He didn't catch his one target. So it's kind of like so thin at the receiving spots, you know, not manned by Monroe St. Brown that you have to believe Laporte is going to rebound. Did you see Jamison Williams eight? of McDonald's burger and put ice cream on it. Like I think all it in like, baby. He's all oh, in. Oh, awful. Um, all right. Anyways, let's go to my beloveds and the mm. commanders who mm. just got owned by Tommy DeVito last week. The Cowboys are an 11 point favorite. The over under is 48 and a half. The commanders mm. are five and six against the number this year. Dallas is seven and three and they're four and oh at home. But here's a stat that I looked at and I'm like, I don't like this one. The Cowboys are one in seven against the spread in their last eight Thanksgiving Day games. They've played Washington three times. They're one in two. Uh, so take that trend for what it's worth. Uh, the Cowboys, they, I mean, they cover double digit spreads very easily. Uh, and, and I think they could do that here. But this is also for me, like one of those games where Cowboys are playing well. We kill bad teams. Commanders are coming off a bad loss. It seems like a potential letdown game for Dallas, so maybe it's going to be a little bit closer than we expect. Let's get into the the fantasy assets. We'll start with the commanders. Uh, Sam Howell is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He has more fantasy points right now than Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Which, by the way, that's a conversation that we can have for another time, maybe on Thursday's program or Friday's program. Patrick Mahomes is a QB 10 right now. 10. He's averaging 18 points a game. Last year, he was close to 25. Don't tell me that not having a good receiver or two on that team is not hurting him. Because if you watch the game on Monday night. At least something might catch the football. That would be a good starting point. Brutal. Mahomes, listen, I I don't care. People can come after. Mahomes has been a dud this year. I'm sorry. He's been a dud. I didn't. Top three. We drafted him in the top three of quarterbacks. He is not up there. The other two who were drafted are up there. 23.6 points per game for Josh Allen. 23.4 for Hertz. Patrick Mahomes all the way down outside the magical 20, well outside the magical uh, 20 point per game window that we're looking for. Bob, I think a lot of people are going to struggle with the decision to start or sit Sam Hall this week. Where are you at? Uh, I'll play him. I mean, it's a tough defense, but the volume is still there. Like, you know, you, you got to check your options and maybe you have somebody reasonable, but I mean, the guy has been, you know, as close to the 20 points per game, that magical 20 points per game without getting in that you can be. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine playing him. Hope he can avoid the pass rush. He has some good downfield targets. Uh, I'll I'll hang in there with him, assuming I don't have like an option that I feel is good. Like I would maybe I maybe would go with Jared Goff ahead of him this.
this week. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a little worried about Howell this week, uh, but he always seems to get, even if it's garbage time points, I mean, yeah, he's volume numbers. So he's still, he's still, you know, in the, in the low QB one range, even though he's ranked higher than that. He, uh, just he, the Babs, he leads the league at attempts 442. The next closest is Josh Allen of 382. Oh, I mean, it's just a volume based yeah. number, right? Yep. No, great point. Great fact there. Um, you're starting Brian Robinson, even though the matchup's not great. I, I think you're playing McLaurin, even though the matchup's not great. I don't know that I trust any other commanders receivers. No, uh, they're uh, outliers. Curtis, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, probably going to fade those guys. Uh, Cowboys. First off, before we get into this, can we talk about the Cowboys defense? I know you have the Cowboys defense in at least one league. I have it. The Cowboys Mainly. defense has been fabulous yep. in fantasy. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, and you got the commanders who give up sacks. Like, uh, you know, Bob Harris eats turkeys on Thanksgiving. He just gobbles them up. So uh, the the Cowboys defense has been great. I don't think there's a player on this roster who's fantasy relevant that I wouldn't start this week. Dak is a fantastic start against the commanders who gave up uh, 20 plus to Tommy DeVito. Made him look like Phil Sims for crying out loud. You're starting Pollard who had a touchdown last week. You're obviously starting CD who's got a little ankle, but he should be good. I can see starting Brandon Cooks. Jake Ferguson's in play. Brandon Aubrey's in play, and so is the Cowboys' defense. Am I missing anybody? No, I think that's uh, that is the list. And and again, you know, you're looking for that magical twenty points per game. Dak is exactly at that. Uh, has a good volume as well. He's added a little bit of running recently. I think the the you know the intriguing piece is Tony Pollard. Did did he get did he get jump started in Carolina? Was it enough? And and like we could have gotten more from him had that not been a blowout. I don't think he took a snap in the fourth quarter of that game. Right. So, you know, that was maybe a little bit of a limiting factor. If you're looking, oh, he only had 60 yards. Well, he only needed 60 That's yards. The touchdown run was nice. It was like, what, a 22-yard touchdown run. Looked nice. We're hoping he's off the schneid. Uh, so, and you're playing him either way, and you've been disappointed most of the season. Hopefully, he can start gaining a little traction here. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a small part of why Pollard isn't producing, I, I think there's other issues but the Cowboys have killed so many teams that, I mean, how many snaps has he played in the fourth quarter, right? Uh, to your yep. point last week, they, they sit their starters. I mean, Cooper Rush has finished a few games for the Cowboys lately too because, you know, we're just beating the pants off of teams. And that could be the hmm. case on Thursday against the Commanders too. But I, well, for a guy who people drafted to be a a running back one, like whether you got him late in the first round, yeah, I think it was more that. likely in early in the second round. I mean, he's what running back 22 right now. He is averaging yep. single digit fantasy points per game. This mm-hmm. is a problem for that investment and it's making some hard decisions. And, and you may have had players who rise up and maybe one that he's playing against Brian Robinson jr. Or, I mean, there's been plenty of running backs that have kind of, kind of come on and surprised people. Jerome Ford, people who are out producing Tony Pollard might give you yeah. tough weekly decisions every week that you yep. didn't expect to have to make. No, uh, trust me. Uh, I, I thought Pollard would be very good. Um, I was worried about Zeke not being there, but uh, it is what it is with Pollard. You're probably going to have to roll them out there. Uh, last game, NFC West battle, Niners, Seahawks. Niners currently a six and a half point favorite. The overrunner is 43. Uh, both teams, six and four against the spread. Both teams uh, are three and two on the road, Niners, at home, Seattle. So the trends give me nothing. Seattle uh, has not played well lately uh, after being in first place for about two seconds in that division. Uh, The Niners have now usurped them after uh, winning a couple of big games. Thoughts on Brock Purdy, who, by the way, Bob and I made a big trade uh, last week because I was screwed at quarterback and I had to give up Keenan Allen to get Brock Purdy in a package deal. I think the trade worked out for both of us, at least in the first week. Uh, 
how high do you have Brock Purdy ranked this week? Is he a top 10 quarterback? Would you play him over, say, Justin Herbert, who's got the Ravens, or Tua, who's got the Jets? I think you would have to give that some consideration. I don't like to outsmart myself. I like to play these great offenses, but when they have how tough can you matchups, outsmart tomorrow? yourself, Bob Harris? It's not possible. <laughs> well, look, that's that is the nature of fantasy managers, right? That's one of our you know our biggest weaknesses is that desire to outsmart ourselves and and not have like a depth chart. Like, I mean, I think you should work your team. Last week, how many questions did we get? You know, on our, on our radio shows about. Josh Allen or Josh Dobbs, right? I mean, people are doubting Josh Allen. And, you know, when you do that, you go and you divorce the name from the numbers. Just look at the look at the totals, look at the average scoring and go with that. The thing about Brock Purdy is he's just so even keeled and there aren't a lot of lousy games. There have been some, one or two. But for the most part, he has been really even keeled. He's right up at that 20 point per game mark. Like if you're having a weekly uh, Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy decision, it's tough. Imagine, I mean, imagine that. And you're right. I, I, I have Patrick Mahomes in a couple of leagues, and I got to be honest with you, I'm regretting that I drafted him. And I, and maybe it'll be better. Maybe better. Yeah. Right now, it's not. I didn't draft Fab, him in the second or third round to be an 18 point per game guy. Fab, the Chiefs in the second half, they have they have 53 points. Yeah, no, over five I, points per game in the second horrible. half. And they have receivers who are. I mean, you know, you will all focus on the Marquez Valdez Scantling drop, but. But the, the Justin Watson, yes. that ball went Kelsey right through his dropped. hands at the yeah. end, right? Kelsey, Kelsey had yeah. a drop as, as well. So uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. But in general, they're living on their defense. I mean, 177 yards from Mahomes, two touchdowns. Those two touchdowns saved them. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I'm thinking Brock Purdy's a pretty solid play. This week, probably, you know, he's certainly a quarterback one. Whether he makes it up into my top 10, I'll have to check. So again, five points a game is what the Chiefs are averaging in the second half this yes. year. Yes. Five. That's the Chiefs. That's correct. Um, people wonder why I said they're not going back to the Super Bowl. Anyways, let's get back to this 49ers-Seahawks game. I think for the Niners, it's chalk. Uh, Purdy, George Kittle's been hotter than hell. I, I mean, that guy, boy, somebody lit a fire under his ass, and he's been amazing after a really slow start. Brandon Ayuk is a must-start. What are your thoughts on Debo? Yeah, like I, I've argued that Debo's breakout year was an outlier. He's a 13-point-per-game guy. Some games he'll he'll be better. Some games he'll be worse. Uh, you know the matchup says start him. What are your thoughts on Debo? I I I think you can't start him, right? He's like he's in that range. Uh, I don't want to say he's like a tough wide receiver three decision, but he's down in that range of wide receiver threes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you look at the points per game. It's not in the double digits. Where it what I want to say eight point seven. It is eight point seven, and. Uh, like, you know, he's going to help you avoid his zero. I'll take that sometimes. Uh, and so, uh, so th- I mean, I think that's his value. But that high upside player that we that we came to love is the wide back role. That all diminished uh, with the arrival of Christian McCaffrey. He's not that anymore. He will make big plays on occasion. But that's what you need to have the to have him really maximize the return on his value at any given point, whether you're playing him at DFS or in your weekly leagues. Uh, I'm not I'm not pushing him into lineups, but I'm open to it. All right, uh, for the Seahawks, uh, I'm not playing Geno, especially at less than 100. percent I, I don't love Charbonnet because the matchup's bad, but volume is there, so you, you know you're going to get him into your lineups. Uh, DK it finally looked like DK last week had a big game. What about Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett is, and you know, at the end of the year, his numbers typically look pretty good, but he's the most inconsistent player mm. from a week to week basis I think that I've dealt with in fantasy for the last few years. Uh, he's still dealing with a hamstring injury. It's a short week. Uh, sh- should we maybe? Keep him on the sidelines this weekend. 
so San Francisco's defense is not the greatest at stopping receivers, right. right? So I, you know, I think I could play him. I'm a little worried about, you know, uh, as you are about Geno Smith, if that injury is going to be a limiting factor for him. And it's not like you need to force him into your lineup. Tyler Lockett at 8.1 points per week. He's only got four touchdowns so far. But you know the week you sit him, he's going to be one of his patented great, <laughs> great games, right? So, so and by the way, he's not that far off from uh, from DK Metcalf. He's just at 9.2 points per game. So it's mm-hmm. not like he's going great guns either. This is uh, this is maybe a place where you want to invest more in the rushing attack if you can. All right. So. Um... That you look Brandon Ayuk, you left out though, but the best player in in. No, I mentioned him. I said he's. I said he's. You know, you're starting him, right? Well, we should like to say how great he is because. Tell, let's let, go ahead. Speak, preach. Well, I mean, it's just been it's been super consistent. You're like looking at about 12 points a game. He had some downturns. The touchdowns have been the issue, right? He hadn't been getting the touchdowns. The 49ers get in the red zone. They're one of the top teams in, in reaching the end zone. I think there's going to be some positive touchdown regression coming. And uh, and I'm all in on Brandon Ayuk. Please, more. yeah, big fan. Uh, love love me some Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk Ayuk is on fire, as they say mm. on the radio calls. Is that what they say for the Niners. All right, so that's your look at the waiver wire and the Thanksgiving Day games. I got four players in must start or get smart this week. Um, and we've talked about one of them already at length. Patrick Mahomes. This week he's got the Raiders. Now. Don't laugh when I tell you this, but the Raiders actually are not not like this, you know, rollover team when it comes to quarterbacks. They're not. Okay? They they they're not. This is this is not a bad defense. They're at home, they're playing better since Josh McDaniels the cancer was removed from that locker room. And Mahomes is is the QB10. You already said that you would think about starting Brock Purdy over Mahomes this week. And that's people may have Dak and Mahomes. I would play Dak this week. Okay. So must start or get smart. Patrick Mahomes, Bob. Uh, get smart. Look at look at your options. Check who you're playing. Divorce the name from the numbers, as I suggest. Go out and go into your league's, you know, stats if you're on an online commissioner and look at most importantly, average points per game, right? If you have someone and it's not hard to say think you might have somebody who's outperforming them. Uh, but also, don't react overly negatively to uh, to some to to the numbers. He is, you know, at 19 points a game. So don't go crazy. Don't start trying to stick Josh Dobbs in there ahead of him. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. and Josh Dobbs had a little run, and it's legit and everything. But you know, think about what you're doing. Like if you're ramming Will Levis in after his huge debut game, you see the problem with this. Don't chase points. Don't chase momentary flashes chase the consistent production. So check your stats, see where Patrick Mahomes is, but he's not a locked in must start. That's crazy. Uh, I agree with you too. All right. Derrick Henry, single digits in two straight games. The Titans offense is pitiful. Their offensive line isn't great either, but they've got the Panthers this week, but still is Derrick Henry a must start every week or should we get smart? You're playing the name. If you're playing Derrick Henry every week right now, that's just, you know, that's just the facts, people. Uh, we're down at 11.1 points per game on the season. So the last two games have been a little miserable. I do like this matchup. But again, go out and compare. Look at the players on your roster. Uh, just in general, if you're starting two running backs and probably have a flex, he's probably going to make your lineup cut and you're hoping for one of the big games. Just realize the 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 downside the, in the in the range of possible outcomes. What you've seen the last two weeks is definitely not out of the question. Yeah, he does have the Panthers this week. It's a good matchup. I'm starting him. 
Uh, I mean, he's got Houston twice and Seattle in the fantasy playoffs, but I mean, are you going to get there to, right. to take advantage of those matchups with Derrick Henry? Uh, I agree with you. Must start or get smart. I can't believe I'm saying this. Jamar Chase. You're probably starting him, right? Okay. He's a very good player. Uh, I was a little encouraged, like a couple things about Jake Browning. You know, he was he was willing to put the ball down the field and try to hit Jamar Chase. The, the one where he really made the effort was like two yards out of bounds. So there was that. But also Jake Browning worked with the starting offense throughout training camp the entire month of August. Uh, because Joe Burrow had the calf injury. So, like, I want to play a good player who might be a target monster. Maybe they have to refigure the offense. We've seen Jamar Chase. Remember Joe Burrow, the first game, he kind of, like, really peppered him with targets. It was that 15-catch game. or And it was, like, really, really heavy usage, but it was shorter stuff. Maybe we see more of that. I'm still playing Chase. All right, last one. Um, Evan Ingram had been pretty consistent last two games. Not so great. Uh, thin position, must start or get smart, and he has got Houston this week. Uh, it's a great matchup. Uh, he must start yep. this week. I mean, I can't. last game against Houston, he fared really well. Um, expect more of the same. And, like, I think, you know, I don't want to overstate the case, but Zay Jones makes a difference in this offense. Makes a difference to Calvin Ridley. You look at his three games this season where he's come through, including last week, was well, a common factor, uh, Zay Jones. So, uh, he kind of opens things up for the other pieces there. It's not like he's a hugely productive piece by in, of, in and of himself, Zay Jones, but he does seem to open things up, and uh, and part of that's going to benefit Evan Ingram, but mostly the matchup will. Love it. All right, Bob Harris, uh, as always, football diehards, at football diehard, like on every social media platform. You can find him uh, on OnlyFans as well. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> although maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe he does. Everyone else is doing it. Uh, everybody out there, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with your family, friends, football, all that stuff. Make sure you get those lineups set Wednesday night because Thursday morning, who knows? You're going to be cooking a turkey. You're going to make it stuffing. You got to make that homemade cranberry sauce. That's the best. The whole berry cranberry sauce, Bob Harris, is the bee's knees. I absolutely the most o- love overrated it. dish on Thanksgiving oh, is the cranberries. Stop it. Would you stop it? Stuff and you know what? I'm I like the stovetop. I don't even care. I don't need like fancy stuffing. Give me the stovetop. I dig it. I absolutely love that. Are you a stuffing fan, Bob Harris? Um, like I'm not against it. Like I'll just get out my uh, Genio turkey little loaf roll or something and uh, uh, and, and throw Genio? some smoke pop on it. I don't know. Do you not get a turkey actually and put it in the oven and bake it? Like you know, what, what, what do you do? I work. Yeah, he is the hardest working man. Uh, by the way, you know, maybe you send Bob Harris a turkey leg or something because he, he needs something to on when he's working. You know, twelve hours on Thanksgiving. Uh, I tell you one thing that I like, and that's Bob Harris. And I love you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Bet Online. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, Bob Harris. You're the best. He'll be back Happy next week. I'll be back on Friday. We'll talk about the rest of the games for week 12. We'll see you then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.